the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored Incorporated. Today on Know the Truth, a special Christmas Eve message from Philip DeCourcy. In our world where Jesus came and said, peace on earth. Peace seems a very elusive thing. But you know what? The tranquility that marks God, the tranquility that marks heaven, God certainly wants you to enjoy the gift of peace this Christmas that passes all understanding. What's at the top of your Christmas list this year? Are you hoping for a new cell phone, a new car, or maybe a new job? Well, now let's get beneath the surface to what we really want, what we really need. It's what Jesus came to give, peace on earth. Welcome to Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. I'm your host, Wayne Shepherd. Peace is the subject of today's message as Philip calls us to embrace the all-surpassing peace that's available now and forever in Jesus Christ. Harrison Ford is one of Hollywood's A-listers. As an actor, his movies have grossed billions of dollars. And he told a magazine interviewer one day, you only want what you don't have. The columnist replied, well, what don't you have? The assumption being, this guy lacks for nothing. Harrison Ford replied, peace. That's what he didn't have. Peace. In an interview with Barbara Walters, the highly accomplished actor Richard Dreyfus was asked this probing question. If you could have one wish, what would you wish for? Without skipping a beat, Dreyfus replied, every time I have a birthday, every time I blow out a candle, every time I see a shooting star, I wish the same thing. I wish for inner security. How interesting. Two of Hollywood's A-listers, men that lack nothing materially speaking, men of significance and substance, they lack peace. They lack inner security. They wish for it, they work for it, but they want for it. Peace and inner security remains beyond their reach. It's as elusive as the butterfly. Peace on earth. That was what was promised that first Christmas, but it seems to be in short supply in so many lives. In fact, war, not peace, is the experience of millions across our planet this morning. You know, as I know, the Middle East is a powder keg that's ready to explode. We've got rising tension in Israel. We've got a civil war in Syria. We've got Iran trying to get hold of a nuclear weapon. You have ISIS terrorism that still bedevils Asia, Australia, Europe, the United States. The drumbeat of war is loud and it's increasing in tempo. But think about this. Even if you go to those countries that are not in a state of war. Their populace, their people, seem to go about their lives in a state of quiet desperation. They 
don't have peace or inner security. They're fighting their own battles with anxiety and addiction. There's conflict in their marriages, trouble in their homes. Their relationships with others are fractured. They're not at peace with their circumstances. Peace seems a very elusive thing. In our world where Jesus came and said, peace on earth. And so I want to come and I want to look at this text. I want to look at this promise. I want to look at this pronouncement. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward man. And I want to see where we can find peace. I want to see what peace Jesus is talking about here. God certainly wants you to enjoy the gift of peace this Christmas. In the Old Testament, in Isaiah 26 and verse 3, God promises this through the prophet Isaiah, that he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on God and who trusts in him. You get a promise from the Lord Jesus Christ in John 14, 27 in the New Testament as he leaves his disciples. He says, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. God wants you to live in a state of peace, inside and outside, with Him and with others. In fact, the theme of peace is found 400 times in the Bible. Of the 27 books of the New Testament, 18 of them take up the theme of peace. In fact, peace is at the heart of the Christmas message. We've already mentioned Luke 2, verse 14. If you go back a chapter in verse 79 of chapter 1, we have Zacharias. And in his words, we read about the coming of the Messiah who will give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. If you go back to chapter 2 and move beyond verse 14, you've got that incident with Simeon and how the Lord Jesus is brought to the temple and Simeon lifts the child up and says, What, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. Christmas is all about peace. And yet it is so absent in so many lives. So let's come and think about God's peace. Now I want to alert you to the fact that God's peace is multi-layered. It's not one-dimensional. There are several kinds of peace that God wants you and I to enjoy through faith in His Son. I'm just going to outline my outline and then we'll get moving. We're going to talk about eternal peace. God wants eternal peace for you. That's peace with Him. That's to know that things are right with God in heaven. And you can claim Him as your Father, and He has adopted you as His Son. That's a wonderful place to be in life, where you can say with Horatio Spafford, the hymn writer, it is well with my soul. God wants that for you. There's not only eternal peace, there's internal peace. There's peace with God, and then there's the peace of God. We'll get to that. But this is a wonderful truth. The peace that God exists in, the tranquility that marks God, you can have a piece of that. The tranquility that marks heaven and God Himself, you can enjoy on earth. That's the peace of God that passes all understanding. But you know what? God doesn't just want you to enjoy eternal peace and internal peace. He wants you to enjoy external peace. 
He wants to give you the grace and the ability to live with people you're at odds with, to forgive them for the hurt they have caused, to mend relationships with other people. And then there's what I call fraternal peace. A fraternal is a society, a group of people. And you know what? The Bible promises peace among societies in a future day when Jesus comes back as the Prince of Peace. So let's look at all of this. Number one, let's look at what I call eternal peace. Peace with God. This is upward, it's spiritual, and it's lasting. In fact, I think this is the peace that's promised here in Luke 2, verse 14. We tend to read this, and people tend to misread this. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. And we tend to think about this as peace among nations. We tend to think of this as global peace. Peace of mind, cessation of war. That's not the focus, I think, of this text. I think the focus of this text is peace with God. Harmony between earth and heaven because there's disharmony because of sin. When Adam sinned and everyone born after Adam is born in sin and behaves lawlessly before God, that is a disharmony. That is a division that God has come to heal in the person of His Son. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19, we're told that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. So this is vertical. It's upward. This is between God and man. I think that's the focus here. Because if you go to chapter 2 and verse 10, we're told that here's the good news that is to all people. Verse 11, that there's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. He's your Savior because you need saving. You can go to Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus, and we read in Matthew one twenty one, You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall what? Save his people from their sin. We've got a sin problem. Anybody noticed that recently? Sin scars our relationships. Sin spoils our relationship with God. Our sin has separated us from God. We're at odds with God. There's disharmony between heaven and earth, God and man, and Jesus Christ came to fix that. Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's the focus of Luke 2 verse 14. This is God's gift of His Son to reconcile the world to Himself. In fact, the King James is kind of translated verse 14 awkwardly, this phrase, goodwill toward men. If you've got an NASB, you'll see it translated, peace among men with whom he is pleased. God is going to bring peace with himself and with those with whom he is pleased, those who he has loved, those who he is going to set his favor on, those whom he is going to show grace to. In fact, if you've got an NIV, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Darrell Bach on a marvelous commentary and Luke tells us this is a technical term in the first century Judaism for God's elect. Those with whom God is pleased. Those who will know His favor. This verse is about God's grace showing the sinful man and the grace that He's going to bestow on those who will believe on His Son. This is eternal peace. Look, I've got to remind you that man by birth and man by nature exists 
in a state of enmity and rebellion against God. Two verses that will underscore that among many would be Romans 5 and verse 10. In this great book about salvation, listen to what Paul says. He says this, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Do you see how the Bible describes us? We're not God's friends. We're God's enemies. We have broken His law. We have raised our fist in resistance against His will. We have rejected His Son. We have taken His name in vain. We have fallen short of His glory. I need to get that to the cross. You need to understand that God's in controversy with you apart from faith in Jesus Christ. You and God are not on speaking terms. You're His enemy. And you've proven that by your thoughts and by your actions. What do we read in Romans 8 verse 7? That the natural man is at enmity in his mind against God. And that's what Jesus Christ came to fix. He came to build a bridge between God and His holiness and just anger against a world that has rebelled and sinned. And man who in his rebellion and in his sin is at a distance between that God. You just need to understand that you and God are at a distance. I mean, didn't Jesus tell us the story of the prodigal son? What's the picture? It's the picture of a rebellious son who runs away from his father into the far country and wastes all that the father has given him to be used in a good way, but it's being used in a bad way. And Jesus is saying in that story, that's us. We're prodigal children. We're rebellious sons and daughters. And we need to be reconciled with the father. Not everybody embraces that. Near the end of his life, the great naturalist and writer Henry David Thoreau was urged to make peace with God, to which he replied, I did not know that we had ever quarreled. Well, he doesn't know much then. He doesn't know that he's sinned and fallen short of God's glory. He doesn't know that he's an enemy of God and needs to be reconciled to the Father. And that's the beauty of what Jesus Christ came to do. God and man have quarreled. And the amazing truth of Christmas is that God has come in Jesus Christ to end that quarrel, to build that bridge, and to reconcile us to Himself. And the means by which He did it was the death of His Son. The innocent for the guilty. The just for the unjust. That's why you can go as far back as Isaiah 53 verse 5, and we read, And the punishment of our peace was put on Him. That alerts you to what's going on on the cross. Jesus is being punished for your sin so you can have peace with God because there's an obstacle to our reconciliation. There's an offense, our sin, against the holiness of God. How do we remove that offense? Well, most people think, I can do it. I'll try and chip away at it through my good works, my church going, loving my neighbor, treating others with respect and dignity. And all those things are good things, but they'll never save you. God's going to save you. God's going to show His favor. It's His sovereign love. It's His saving act that will save you. Listen to what Paul says. Love these two verses. If you go to the letter to the Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13, Paul says this, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, doesn't that sound like the story of the prodigal son where he goes into the far country? That's man's natural state. He's born at a distance 
from God. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for He Himself is our peace. Jesus is the means of peace with God. Therefore, we have peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross where He was punished for our peace. You get the same message in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20. Two books over from Ephesians. And by Jesus, God intended to reconcile all things to Himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having, listen, made peace through the blood of His cross. Interesting, peace has been made. You know the tragedy, don't you, of peace agreements that have been made and the news hasn't got the soldiers in time and they're still fighting when peace has been made. And lives have been lost tragically after peace has been made. And Paul is saying, do you realize peace has been made? God has removed the obstacle of our sin in the death of his son. And you've got to put your faith where God put your sin and be reconciled to God. Peace has been made. Now you're going to make your peace with God through Jesus Christ. I hope you do. Louis Zapparini did. You seen the movie Unbroken? Powerful story of an American hero. 1943, his B-24 bomber malfunctions and ditches in the Pacific Ocean. He survives 47 days in a rubber raft with the pilot and himself. Then he's picked up by the Japanese and he endures a horrible experience in a POW camp. He's singled out by one of the guards nicknamed the bird who makes his life hell, makes it miserable. He thrashes him within inches of his life on a regular basis. But he survives that. But he doesn't come out unscathed. He's back home after the war and he's got demons he's dealing with. Violent flashbacks, constant nightmares about that guard nicknamed the bird that consumed his life. And he tried to find relief and he tried to find redemption. He tried to find it in partying and relationships. His drinking got out of control. It brought his new marriage to the brink of failure. But in 1949, he slips into a crusade where Billy Graham was preaching here in the Los Angeles area. And he hears the message of the gospel. Billy Graham was famous for preaching peace with God. In fact, he wrote a book on it that's still in print today, Peace with God. That was his message to the Los Angeles crowd, and it resonated with this man who had no peace. No peace with God, no peace with himself, no peace with the world. He goes forward, and here's what he says in his book, Devil at My Heels. After asking Jesus into my heart, I waited. And then, true to his promise, he came into my heart and my life. The moment was more than remarkable. It was the most realistic experience I'd ever had. I'm not sure what I expected. Perhaps my life or my sins or a great white light would flash before my eyes. Perhaps I'd feel a shock like being hit by a bolt of lightning. Instead, I felt no tremendous sensation. Just a weightlessness and an enveloping calm that let me know that Jesus had entered my life. Love that phrase, a weightlessness. The burden had been lifted. The air had been cleared. He could see his whole way to the face of the Father and knew that he was accepted by God himself through faith in his Son. There was an enveloping calm. For the first time in his life, he felt at peace. My friend, 
You'll never be at peace until you're at peace with your Creator and your Maker. And He wants that for you this Christmas. That's eternal peace. Secondly, we've got internal peace. See, it starts with peace with God. No relationship can be right until that fundamental relationship is right vertically with God Himself. But once you've established peace with God, reconciled to God, justified through faith in Jesus Christ, there will come with you the gift of peace that God enjoys, the peace that God exists in, the peace of God. It's a byproduct. As sure as morning follows night and light follows darkness and the carriage follows the horse, You will not only experience peace with God, you will experience the peace of God. And for that, we go to Philippians chapter 4. Listen to what Paul says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. The peace of God, the peace that God possesses, the tranquility that God exists in. You can have a peace of that. You can have a peace of that peace. So that like Jesus in the middle of a storm, you can sleep. So like Jesus faced with the impending cross, you can find courage and calm to accept the will of God in all of its bitterness. That's the calm, that's the peace that God wants you to have. The peace that envelops heaven itself. The peace of God. It's a marvelous thought, isn't it? I mean, God exists in peace right now. There's no disturbance in heaven. God never bites his nails. God isn't disturbed by what's going on on earth. In fact, the Bible tells us he laughs. Now, God's at peace. There's no rush in heaven. There's no emergency meetings. I think it was Corey Ten Boom that said, there's no panic in heaven, only plans. It's true. No panic in heaven, only plans. In fact, that's what faith is. According to Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, faith is a refusal to panic. Because when you are in a relationship with God, you know that it's well with your soul. And you know what? If things are fundamentally right between you and God, it really doesn't matter what else is wrong because there is a peace that passes all understanding. And this is the peace that God wants you to have. It's a peace that will guard your heart. You're listening to Philip DeCourcy on a special Christmas Eve edition of Know the Truth. We're so glad to have you with us as we celebrate the Prince of Peace. And when you visit us online at ktt.org, you'll see that we're offering today's message on CD as our gift to you, just for reaching out to let us know you're listening. And today's message isn't just for Christmas. Peace on earth is something we need all year long. Request the free CD message at ktt.org or call 888 888- 644-8811. At Know the Truth, it's our mission to present clarifying biblical truth through Philip's straightforward expository teaching, sharing God's love, joy, and peace throughout the year. As we've stepped out in faith to reach more people in more cities, we're in need of faithful friends like you who want others to know God's peace made available to us through Jesus Christ. So don't sit on the sidelines or hope that someone else will give. Be the answer and share the gospel of peace through the ministry of Know the Truth. We need your gifts more than ever as we close out 2018, so we're poised to deliver more life-giving messages in 2019. 
Make a special year-end donation today online at ktt.org or call 888-644-8811. You can also put your check in the mail to Know the Truth, Post Office Box 30250, Anaheim Hills, California, 92809. And when you give this month, you'll receive the handsomely designed Know the Truth Journal. It's our special year-end gift to everyone who donates generously this month. Ask for the KTT Journal when you go to the donate page at ktt.org. Or again, just call 888-644-8811. I'm your host, Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to come back tomorrow, Christmas Day, when we'll learn more about how to live in peace with God and others. Join Philip DeCourcy Tuesday on Know the Truth. Today's program was produced and sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding because we don't have all the facts. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Look to Him, seek Him, listen to Him, and He will direct your path. Hear the series, Growing Strong in Faith, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Weekday mornings at 1130 on AM 780, WAVA. Most of us have certain bills that require us to pay them off in order to keep using the service. There's another debt you owe, but this one you cannot pay yourself. It's called sin, and the Bible teaches it separates us from God. Fortunately, the gospel says Jesus loves you and paid that debt for you. It doesn't matter what you've done. You're offered this gift and can receive forgiveness. If you'd like to talk with someone to find out how Jesus can pay the debt of sin in your life, call us at 888-NEED-HIM or go to chataboutjesus.com. Some of your favorite three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.